Another Tuesday, another pod. Oh, you did it without me even asking. Ah. How about it? Did you come prepared with that today? Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, this is definitely another pod, but not a pod of the ordinary. We're doing something totally different today. The mock redraft that we alluded to last week. So I don't want to spoil too much. Let's just jump into this pod. And this is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pipe It Up podcast, the official podcast of MLW Wiffle Ball. And as alluded to in the intro, we have an exciting episode on deck. We're going to jump right into it, at least explaining what it is, Jack Let's and I, it. in Pipe It Up's first ever mock draft. And in this case, it is a mock redraft. Yep. Is that the correct term for that, Jack? Redraft, yep. I know you're a big fantasy guy, so you're probably more familiar with this kind of stuff than I am, but... No, you hit the nail on the head there. Okay. I think this, this is a mock redraft. This was uh, myself um, and Tommy each taking the teams from the AL and the NL, uh, respectively, and doing doing a mock draft, mock redraft. So. so, yeah, putting every active player from last season onto the draft board, cleaning the slate from every single team, mm-hmm. putting the guys on the board, Arranging a draft order. I'll put the draft order on screen right now. So we randomized each league one through four, and then I meshed them together so it goes AL, NL, AL, NL, AL, and so on and so forth. So you have a pretty even spread there between the American League and the National League. And once again, I randomized that whole order. And then we decided to have Jack draft for all AL teams and myself drafting for all NL teams. And we were just trying to make the best move for that specific team in that given round. Yeah, based on what the team needed, what they had, what they didn't have, and that sort of thing. And this has been requested by you guys uh, in our DMs and in our comment section saying do more like player rankings, do more mock trades, mock drafts. So I think mm-hmm. this sort of takes care of that whole how would we rank players as well as the redraft if it were to actually happen. This is totally hypothetical. Yeah. This is not actually happening. This is just think, Jack and I having some fun. I think I was going to say, I think this is what there is a lot of us just having some fun in here too and yes. seeing what kind of teams... You know what teams could look like. It kind of reminds me. I don't know if you ever did this, but growing up playing uh, playing Madden, I always loved doing the, uh, like franchise mode and mm-hmm. doing the the redra- or the uh, the fantasy drafts, like to to start your team and seeing all the professional players like in different jerseys and stuff. And you know, you could decide I'm going to draft all defensive guys first or mm-hmm. all you know all offensive guys, kind of whatever you wanted to do. So this was fun going through this. I'm I'm psyched to break it down. Me too, and uh, I don't want to say too much to spoil anything, but it definitely made me think that maybe drafting is not my strong, <laughs> my strong suit. No, no, I think you did but, good. I think uh, well, you did good. We'll let, we'll let the people judge we'll, us. Yeah, we'll let the people decide. You guys are going to have to vote on, I mean, we could vote on a ton of different things here, but mm-hmm. definitely who drafted the best team. Yep, so we have a five-round, eight-team, 40 total picks, snake draft. The order, I'll put it on screen right now, it is Wildcats, Mallards, Magic, D-backs, Cobras, Gators, Predators, and Eagles rounding it off in that bottom spot. But Jack, with you being the GM for all of the AL teams today, let's jump into it and give us your number one overall selection for the Western Wildcats in this 2024 mock redraft. Yep. We got 40 picks to get through. Not going to waste a whole lot of time with this one. I didn't think about it really for more than a second. I took Ryan Cratched, the MVP uh, back to Mark, back. the back-to-back MVP, might I say, um, he can do it all pitching, hitting. I mean, you guys know who he is. I think it was a, it was a pretty clear number one pick for me. Yeah. I wasn't surprised to see that. And I was sort of game planning for number two, because I, for one, did not have an easy time at number two. Mm-hmm. There was really four players, Jack, to me that fell in this tier, this, this tier, this S plus tier of being guys that I think were like number one pick candidates. I think Ryan was the right choice. Mm-hmm. But then I have Dallas, I have Robles, and I have Jimmy Norp as guys who I think are like right there as they are really good on both sides of the ball. Yep. Now, Jimmy Norp, I think, is the obvious pick at number two in terms of like the popularity and what he's done in the past, you know, back-to-back champions, all that sort of thing. But while I think Jimmy is a great leader, he is a little older and didn't have quite as dominant of a year on the mound last year or at the plate, really. So I went with the young gun, Dallas Allen. Going into his fourth season, I think he is the franchise guy that you know you'd want on your squad to lead them the next several years. So yep. that's who I went with. I think it was a good pick. Um, I will say 
at this point, I was expecting you to pick Jimmy. You were? I think okay. that his past year um, might be, you know, a little bit of recency bias. I think Jimmy's still Jimmy. And yeah. so when I saw him fall to number three and knew that he was going to be wearing a Magic jersey, um, I got pretty excited. So that was kind of another no-brainer one for me. I think two and three was between Dallas mm-hmm. and, and, and Jimmy. And similarly, at my first pick for the D-backs, the number four overall choice, like I said, there was four guys to me in that top tier of right. two-way players. Mm-hmm. So Jordan Robles was an easy pick for me here for the D-backs in their first round. And he's quite the talent to get at the number four spot, to be quite honest with you. And the reason I think he did slide this far is just because, unfortunately, he hasn't done that great in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So that's really the only thing that I could justify him sliding down to four. But in terms of talent, you're not going to find much better overall on both offense and defense than Robles. So this is a pretty solid pickup, I think. If I was the D-backs and we were doing a redraft in this league, I'd be pretty thrilled to have Robles at number four. Oh, yeah. I think that's that's great value there mm-hmm. at number four. I think that was the the clear choice there. I was expecting you to go there. Um, th- this pick with number five with the Cobras, I did have to think about it a little bit. Ultimately, I kind of went with, you know, what's going to make the the biggest impact at the plate and also, you know, on the mound. Mm-hmm. And I think Grant showed that he can be like, a, he can be serviceable, um, if not more than that on the mound. And we all know what he can do at the plate. Um, not to mention, you know, sort of his veteran leadership. Every team's got to have, got to have a leader on their team. So I thought Grant was a suitable pick here for number five. So I went with my boy, G Millie. I was a little surprised at this pick, Jack. Yeah, I, I kind of figured you would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might just be, you know, because I, I played with him, so I might be a little bit biased. But I looking back on the draft, um, I still think I would have went the, the same way. Well, let me ask you this. I, I, do, I see what Grant does for your team. Mm-hmm. I have no denying he's a great leader. And I think that in a pinch, Grant could actually be a pretty good arm. Yeah. So even though you didn't use him that much this year, yeah. he stepped up when he needed to in yep. some high-pressure situations. Now, how much did you weigh? We're five picks in now. We got Cratched, Dallas, Norp, Robles, and Miller. Yep. How much were you weighing stuff like the leadership qualities and the the big game clutch factor and the team chemistry even as we build these rosters? Was that weighing on your head at all or not really? No, it definitely was. I mean, I I was taking all as much information as much information as I had on the guys on this draft board, mm-hmm. uh, I took it all into account. So that, again, that was, you know, might be just because I know Grant a little bit better. And so that pick made made more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly it was just taking everything I had into account. Yeah, because you and I didn't really discuss the whole chemistry thing prior to starting. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really an issue in the first round because there's no one else to pair them with. Yep. But as rounds two and three started, I was going to text you like, should we be looking at team chemistry here? But I just didn't say anything. And I was kind of like 50-50 on it. Like, I did think about it, but I didn't let it drive my picks. Same. I, I wasn't going to let it ultimately, like, yeah. like you know, rack a decision mm-hmm. um, or be the deciding factor in the decision. But for how much we talk about and how much our guests talk about chemistry, the importance of chemistry on a wiffle ball team, I, you know, you had to consider it a little bit. Oh, 100%. So that brings me to the number six overall pick. This is the Gators' first round selection. And I went with R.J. Walgate, who this was the first player on this list who is really a one-sided guy. Yep. Really a one-sided guy. But when I was looking at the other available players on the board, which we'll see be selected here in the next few few picks and few rounds, I just knew that the Gators weren't going to have another pick for four more players. And to be good in this league, yes, you need the guys that can hit home runs or do whatever, but you need an arm. Mm-hmm. You need a, You need a good arm at that. And I think RJ is that. Do I think RJ could be as, for an example here, do I think RJ could be as good of a hitter as Grant is a pitcher? I don't think so. I think RJ has confidence in himself if he gets Mm -hmm. those chances, but I haven't seen it. I know he's a tall, lanky guy, which hasn't been the best for guys in the past to play in this league. But I'm just really taking into account that he's super young and he won the Cy Young this year, and he's probably only going to get a little better. Yeah. So it was hard for me to pass up RJ for these next few guys we'll see go. So I went with Walgate. First blush, I was a little bit surprised and then that you took RJ here. And then after kind of seeing 
who came after yeah. that, it, it, it made total sense. I mm-hmm. mean, like you said, you're getting someone who is would be the, the face of that, that Gators franchise for years to come. Like you said, only going to get better. We don't really know what he's capable of at the plate. Um, you know, could develop later down the line, obviously. But I think that that pick made a lot of sense. Elite for pitching, the it's important. Yeah. And then for the seventh pick, the Predators. Um, this was a fun team. You guys will see this team get built. This might be the favorite team that I built. Um, but I went with Kyle Schultz here. Just too much value. I yeah. mean, the the goat. The goat in the league, really. Um, you, you can't you can't have him slide out of the first round. I wasn't gonna let you get him at the Eagles, uh, number eight. Uh-huh. So I mean, I had to go with Kyle here. I wouldn't necessarily call him like a you know top tier perennial pitcher anymore. And I think he'd probably say the same thing. I mean, he kind of talked about that in terms of his his off season thoughts on what he's gonna do with the roster, mm-hmm. but. I mean, you talk about consistency at the plate. There's no one better than Kyle. And, I mean, he's just been there, done that. He's a solid player. You know what you're going to get from him. Um, great leader, manager, obviously, all the above. So that was another kind of easy one for me in that Yeah. Spot. I mean, I almost took him at six. and I thought you were. That's why I was kind of surprised yeah, yeah. With, with RJ. Um, I just think, yeah, the pitching thing was what scared me a little bit, just looking at the other arms that yep. I was going to lose if I took Kyle for the Gators spot, just given that I think Kyle's kind of on his way out on the mound. Yep. Although he, like you said, he's a crafty guy. He's done a pretty good job evolving over the years. So it wouldn't surprise me if he made a little comeback there, but we'll see how he navigates his career, I guess. Drafting him for an A spot, like putting him in that position, maybe he would work on the craft more so than how he actually builds his team around himself in real life, you know? Yep. Yep. We'll but, get into that. I think with, with the next, with the, yeah. the rest of those picks on yeah. there, what I was thinking. Yeah, so here comes pick number eight, the last pick of the first round for the Eastern Eagles. And this is where I really started to get nervous and take some time <laughs> because, okay, I've I've drafted last in a snake draft in fantasy football. There's no worse place to be, Jack, because mm. you, cl- you got a clock ticking. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. And these first two picks, you're not going to pick again for a long time. So mm. if you butcher these two, mm. you're in trouble. Yep. And... Like I said, I was looking at, I saw those first four guys that went off the board as like a tier of their own. And then I even could think that the next three were sort of in another tier. Yep. I was looking at what's available and I'm like, man, the Eagles still need an ace here and they kind of need an elite bat. Like I need those two, I need to nail these two picks. Yep. I need to nail them. So I took a risk, Jack. And there are guys available still on the board. You'll see like, um, if you're thinking about it, Brendan Baranowski is an ace, has not been picked yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides him, there really isn't any aces. I guess you could call Brendan Jorgensen or Chris Cheatham aces, you know? In, in their own way. In their yeah. own I way. I mean, they were aces for their team. But like you said, when you looked at the other arms yeah. that had been picked or available, I mean, not they're the in same a, kind a of separate ace. tier. Yeah, they're not in a the separate same kind tier. of ace. So I went with Trey Flood at number eight overall. And a bit shocking. However, he did start the All-Star game last year, had a pretty good first half and a limited amount of innings. Didn't see the mound a whole lot in the postseason, but he's young, like RJ. He's a pretty dedicated whiffler, and he's shown that he can swing it a little bit. Yep. So while it's a risk, I felt like I needed a guy who I thought could be an ace. And I, I, while Brendan Baranowski's good, he doesn't really have any bat in him that we've seen in the last three years, whereas Trey, I think, has potential that I've seen in games. Yep. And then, like I said, the Cheatham's and the Jorgensen's, I didn't see them having as high of a ceiling as I see Trey having on the mound. So that's why I went with Trey. So there you have it, folks. I'll put it on screen right now. This is your first round. And I think the real shock may have been Trey Flood there, but I, I, I don't really have any regrets, honestly, looking at what was available and who I took with the hopes that Trey gets better. Yeah. I think. How do you feel about that pick? We never really talked about it. Well, I, I will... I'll say this. I'm not just going to agree with you for the whole episode, mm-hmm. but the first two picks or the, the Gators and the Eagles um, were similar in the fact that when you picked them, I kind of was like, Ew. really? <laughs> but then after I was like, it made, it made sense. You know, um, after I thought about it a little bit, saw who else kind of went off the board and those teams that you were building. But I think Trey flood is, is a, a solid pick there. I mean, I think you could have, went with other strategies, but again, getting someone who is young, who has shown promise at the plate on the mound. Um, 
I think that was a very, you know, very satisfactory pick there. And like a great I said, spot. And hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Moving into the second round now, really those two picks were interchangeable for me. Those two Eagles picks didn't really matter who right. went in the first round versus the second round. Right. We don't have any salaries tied to this or anything, no signing bonuses, so it didn't matter. But um, like I said, my goal here was to kind of get a elite arm, which I'm trying to bank on Trey being, and then a really good bat. Mm-hmm. So... This next pick, I went with Brendan Jorgensen. Now, what I just said, I kind of contradicted because I don't really think I have an elite arm or an elite bat here, but I think I have two pretty good, well-balanced guys. Yeah. Now, Jorgie's a bit of a risk because this last year, he was way better than he's been in years past, yep. so I'm banking on him continuing to do that, but I think he could serve as a number two arm or an ace if need be, and I think he's going to be pretty consistent at the plate. Yep. So those two have a lot of weight on their shoulders to carry this Eagles franchise, which we'll see it pan out here in the next uh, next hour, excuse me, but that's what I did, Jack. I didn't want to spend all time th- all day thinking about it, so I took my I probably took 10 minutes at this pick yeah. to make and those were the two names I came up with. <laughs> Jor- the Jorgensen pick um no no slight at you Jorgie at all. This one I was a little bit surprised with because I agree with what you kind of said your the big risk is is he had a great year last year but can he do that again well, and he pitching wise he's only really had like one great season mm-hmm. pitching um he's very but, dedicated I, and practices obviously and mm-hmm. I, I know he's putting in a lot of work to that stuff but I think there were a lot I, at this point I thought that there were a lot more uh consistent players on the board that well, so could have gone with my fear was like the reason I didn't go with other elite bats are still available to me that I was looking at were guys like Pishka, myself, Sailor, mm-hmm. and none of those guys I had as much faith in pitching as I do Jorgie. And the Eagles aren't going to pick again now for what 15 picks, yeah. So I was like, if I don't get a yeah, guy that's gonna, serviceable now, yeah, my number two arm is going to be terrible. No, and but, I don't even know if Trey's that good, so you're right, <laughs> it was a tough right. spot to be in. Well, you could have went. You you also could have went the route of uh, kind of just locking up your bullpen mm-hmm. and scrapping at the plate. Yeah. I mean, you had a guy like Baranowski still available. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bonham obviously is a is a solid. He's a yeah, he was that's actually, arguably the best no, number two arm yeah, in the league. That's a good point. Um, so he was, you know, he was still there. So I don't know. That's why it was it was a little bit surprising to me that that pick for you. I think the pressure kind of made me crumble. Yeah, I told you the <laughs> snake drafts, man. Those last pick, I done that once in fantasy, and I started off the year like zero and eight. So, yep. <laughs> I was doomed in the eighth spot here. I but, mean, you just got to be confident. You got to go with your strategy, and it's tough. But all right, well, moving to uh, this is pick number ten now. Snaking around back to the Predators. Um, once I once I put Kyle uh, at the head here on the Predators. I was kind of just thinking about all the times we've had Kyle on the pod and him talking about the guys that he wanted to play with. Um, and so I went with Jonah Heath here at 10. Uh, we know what Jonah can do at the plate. Uh, home run derby champ. Yeah. I mean, very consistent. Uh, might not have had his best year this past year, but he's shown his ability to rise to the occasion when you know the moment calls for that. I also think that having a lefty arm... You know, he hasn't had to pitch a ton for the Diamondbacks, but he has answered the bell when his name has been called. I think his role on this team would definitely be to develop his arsenal more, uh, become more of a 
you know, uh, more of a like consistent pitcher for this team than he is on the Diamondbacks. And he's got the veteran leader in Kyle to kind of show him the ropes of, hey, these are the different types of types of pitches you can throw. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle's, you know, he, he's a seasoned veteran. And I think he would he would help Jonah develop there in that part of his game. I got to be honest, Jack. Confession here. Mm-hmm. Um, I shaved this morning. Sorry, guys. Probably gonna be gone for a while too. But I was just kind of admiring the mustache potential that you have <laughs> while you were talking. If you were to Thank shave you. that beard, Jack, that muzzy would be unbelievable. Oh, I but I've tried. Um, I, I've have I ever shared, I've, shared I any muzzy I've, pics? I've, with I've you? seen the pics. I've got seeing a few it in the great flesh, I feel like now I'm seeing it in a whole new light. <laughs> like I can picture it right now. It'd be so good. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. No, it's all good. Got lost in it. Appreciate that. Moving along. Second round pick for the Gators. The number 11 overall pick. The Gators select Jacob Pishka. Taking RJ in the first round, I needed a bat. I needed an elite bat at that, and I thought Pishka was still the best available bat. He has had limited reps in the past, and he's still been very good. And that's after, like, five-hour car rides, too, to get to the field. Yep. So I think if he was like a top of the order guy or a number two in the order kind of guy for an entire year, starting every game, he'd be top tier. Yeah. I think the kid's got a great swing, good attitude, level headed. I think he is an elite hitter, and I think he will continue to show that in the future for the D backs and for Jimmy Norp. But I think he was the guy that I wanted to lead this team on the offensive side. And I, I think he can pitch too. Yeah. So I think he's that good of an athlete. So I thought he'd be a good number, a good. Number two arm, as well as the top-tier bat the Gators needed after taking RJ, who can't swing it. Yeah. I think some uh, viewers and listeners you know, of the channel might think that this is a reach just because he hasn't played uh, very much, and I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't think I so. I mean, if you, if you watch Jacob in person swing the bat, I mean, this kid, like, it, he's got it. He's got it. Whatever it is, he's got it. Yes. Um, and so I thought I thought this was a good pick. We have had several instances of pitchers coming into this league and having an electric like first or second year. Mm-hmm. Hitters has been very rare. It's been like right. Robles and Grant, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. I'd put Pishka like right at the next step behind yeah. that, to be yeah. honest with you. With limited reps, too. With limited reps, yeah. yes. Yep, agreed. So I think um, I'm very high on Pishka. That's why I wanted him. I told you guys I wanted him on the Mallards in pick. real life and non-mock life. Yep. But, but you got him in mock life. Got now. him in mock life. On one of your four Gators. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so moving to number 12 here. We got Grant already. My logic was just let's get the best pitcher uh, available here. Um, and I went with Brendan Baranowski. We haven't really seen a ton of Brendan at the plate. But, I mean, this team with the first two picks, we're going to pound the zone. That's what we're going to do uh, with the Cobras organization here. Two guys that are consistent strike throwers. Um, and Brendan will probably be, you know, the ace for this team. And, and that was that was what I went for him. So he's he's staying on the same team. Unfortunately, we don't get to see Brendan or visualize him in a new jersey. Yeah. But um I know that Brendan and Grant are friends too and play in, in another wiffle ball league together. So a little bit of chemi chemi play there as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, I'm back to the D-backs now, which are currently led by Robles. And at number 13 overall, I decided to pick myself, selfishly. Yep. But not selfishly. Of course, I was trying to be very fair. (laughs) I just thought that I was the best bat available and a pretty solid overall player. And I felt like I got myself in a pretty good spot here, to be honest. I feel like that was a, a good pickup here at number 13 overall this late in the draft. And just given the, mostly just the power, you know, the home run numbers, the postseason home runs. Me and Robles have shown that we can be great together offensively. Yep. And we just got to do it when it counts most. So that's right. Well, now we're doing our rivals colors, but still together. Still together. The package mm-hmm. package. You just couldn't see yourself playing without him. No, nah, I mean, I, I almost didn't pick myself because I wanted to make some new teams. But once again, I was, I thought it made the most sense for me to yeah. go. Fair enough. Back to the, back to the purple people eaters. Um, at 14 here, Kind of surprised in hindsight that he fell this far. I mm-hmm. think it might just be the last year that he had, which actually wasn't that bad statistically when you looked it up. It, it wasn't yeah. as good for him, but in terms of the actual league, um, it wasn't that bad. But Nick Saylor here at 14, uh, you facing the Magic's lineup, you're going to go one Jimmy Norp and two Nick Saylor. Um, those are two anytime home run ball 
hitters, power hitters. Nick Saylor has shown he can pitch when needed. Um, obviously not probably the first choice for the Magic to throw out there, but if his if his name's called, he'll be ready to produce. Um, so I thought this was this was one pick I was like I, I thought I got pretty good value on. Yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent. Moving on to the Mallards second round pick at number fifteen overall, I picked Landon Yurgaitis. Good young player, great yep. bat. He hit some home runs in the World Series. Was pretty solid the entire year while he was healthy. I think he has some potential on the mound, but I think overall he's one of the best contact hitters in the league, and him and Dallas seem to get along pretty well. So I went with Landon. Maybe that was too early. I don't know, but Landon, your greatest. I think I'm I'm starting to see sort of a theme that I'm realizing is I think generally, for whatever reason, I was kind of leaning towards like the known guys, yeah. the older guys, and you were taking more of the Future. futuristic approach mm-hmm. of, hey, who's going to, Who's going to lead this team after this? Yeah, kind of. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll, we'll right see how now. that plays still out. right now, but yeah. you know, I'm thinking I don't want to just draft this team to crumble in a year. Right. So right. I, I was thinking, yeah, you know, two, three years, I'd say. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. But, okay. I think I'm going to get shredded, let's be honest. I'm back. Well, we'll let the people decide. This is a um, tough tough turn for you here. This is a tough round. turn. Just like Tommy had a tough turn from rounds one to two with the Eagles. Now we're on the other side of the snake here with picks 16 and 17 for the Wildcats. We already got Ryan Cratch. So we're pretty much locked. We're locked up with our ace position um, as well as, you know, our number one hitter here. So in my mind, I'm looking at the board and I'm thinking, who's a great bat here that I can add to just support Ryan. Um, Someone again, who's consistent, can do it all leader uh and that was dan schultz here at 16 thinking about how long dan has played in this league how much of a veteran he is again this is this is kind of you know going back to the point i just made i i was considering that with these picks right um it's crazy to see that dan just what he's done for this league fell all the way to the end of the second round in my opinion so uh i felt good about that pick with dan um and then number three, going to be really tough to argue with this bullpen, guys, but I picked my man Trevor Bonham here um, with the first pick in the third round at 17. It, it, Tommy, we can I, look at the text messages. I think I might have, me- I think I might have messed up. I let Tom, Trevor slide. Tommy, uh, he, he, I think he gave me a little yikes gift or, or gif or something with this pick because I don't, I don't know if you agreed with this one. And I think in real time I do. Like right here right now, I think I do agree with but, it. You look at how far Trevor slid being putting up the numbers that he did as a pitcher and knowing that Ryan has never really played on a Predators team where he's had a consistent number two arm in the playoffs. Every Mm -hmm. time it's been all up to him. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the question's always been, well, what could the Predators do if they had one other serviceable arm to give Ryan a break? Now they have that serviceable arm on the Wildcats. I, I t- candidly, I don't like picturing Ryan or Trevor in a Wildcats jersey. I don't think that looks good. But um, the Wildcats are looking stacked, in my opinion. Yeah, I think first, I might have messed up for the first three picks through through first three rounds here. I think I might have messed up. That's a good pick, Jack. <laughs> Moving on. Let me show you. <laughs> no, let me show you guys the second round. All you visual listeners, uh, right now. By the way, if you are a usual audio listener. If you want to jump over to YouTube for one, I'd recommend this one. This would yeah, be a cool definitely. one to have some some visual aid for. So if you've never seen us on YouTube, check it out, check us out. It's Pipe It Up Podcast. You will find us. I think it's at Pipe It Up MLW to yeah. be exact. Trying to do so, our best here, reminding you of who's on yeah, what team. We'll but do our best. The graphics. Tough, Tommy did a good job on the graphics, so go check them out on the channel. Yes, they will help. But Trevor Bonham kicks off the third round. And we are moving on to the Mallards now in the third round, who have selected Dallas Allen in the first followed by Landon Yurgaitis in the second. So very young team. You have an elite player there. You have a pretty darn good contact hitter who could be a number two arm, but you still kind of need that number two arm fix here. And again, looking at it now, I'm like, Tom, what were you doing? But <laughs> I'm building the young team, I guess, here for the Mallards organization. Uh, I picked Preston Colm at number 18 overall here. That's an early pick. I think if you look at the stats he put up last year, but what I'm really banking on, and I'm banking on this in non-mock life as well, 
I think Preston is going to be a very good pitcher in this league. And I think he could be not only a great number two arm, maybe even a, an ace one day. So, And he can swing it. I was pretty impressed, actually. Our whole team kind of struggled in that postseason series against the Eagles after the first game. He actually had some, some good swings, some good at-bats, putting the ball in play and whatnot. And I was impressed by that. And I think he kind of showed that a lot, actually, against Dallas, which was pretty impressive given Dallas is one of the best pitchers in the league. Mm -hmm. So he played well on opening day against Dallas. So I think Preston has a pretty high ceiling again. I know it's like, Tom, there's established talent there already. But, again, the Mallards aren't going to pick for a while here. I wanted a pretty reliable number two arm. I'm actually very confident that Preston is a reliable number two arm. I'm taking more of a risk on the offensive side, even, even though he has more reps there. I've seen enough on the mound at the tournaments and in his one MLW appearance that he can throw. Mm-hmm. I'm very confident in that. Yeah. I think you look so far at the teams on the board looking towards the future, just age-wise. The Mallards have a, have a very bright future. They might not win right away. And they're going to um, have fun together, I think, too. That, that they're going to have a lot of fun together, and, and they have a very bright future. Yep. So moving now in the third round to the Magic pick, who have selected Jimmy Norp and Nick Saylor with their first two picks, really looking honestly to just add the best available talent. Um, I had I had two picks that I felt good about to this point. Was looking to add another contributor, possibly for some mound time, as well as someone that's got some pop in his bat. Um, and looking on the draft board, my name felt or. I should say my eyes fell to Mr. Cheat Code Chris Cheatham. Um, he's He's been around for a while now uh, in the league. He's been a pitcher on the Gators, and a very important pitcher for them on the Gators every year since he's been in the league. And, I mean, we've seen him last year not have his best performance at the plate, but... I know what's inside Chris, and I think if anyone's going to get it out of him, it's going to be Jimmy Norp and Nick Saylor. That is a fun um, group right there. So those three, <laughs> I think, are going to yick it up, and and I think they're going to have a good time. Um, that team could go undefeated so or like, go winless, I'm yeah. going to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. Ugh. But um, that was my pick there with number 19 overall. All right. Back to the D-backs now here in the third round. And joining Jordan Robles and Tommy Coughlin, I selected Sawyer Bean at the 20th overall pick. Mm-hmm. Needed a number two arm here. I don't have a lot of faith in myself as a number two to Jordan, so I needed a guy who could throw. Sawyer's been a bit of a wild card. I always got some attitude as we saw in the pod, and he's not afraid to speak his mind, which is fine. Him and Robles are both competitive guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that with the right leadership, which I guess I would take that role, um, and try to get everyone's minds right and stuff like that before the game. I think that's a that's a talented team. I was very disappointed, candidly speaking, in Sawyer's bat this season. I thought he was pretty poor offensively, but I've seen flashes where he's fantastic, mm-hmm. both in MLW and in tournaments. So it's really just a mental game. And I think I can say the same thing about Robust and even myself. So I think the potential for those three is very, very high. But Sawyer has to prove that, you know? Yep. That would, man... That would be an interesting locker room. Very sure. interesting locker room. For sure. But once again, I was thinking about talent also, and I think yep. Sawyer is there in terms of, I thought he was the best number two available still. I'd make for some uh, some great mic'd up content. Oh, yeah. That, that whole team. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, moving along here to the Cobras. My logic here, I've got Grant and Brendan Baranowski. I'm looking for best bats available really, um, is what I'm doing. I could have went a lot of different ways. You'll see here in the next next four picks or so. Um, I think this is where Tommy things get and a little I, shaky. This is where things get a little shaky. I think Tommy and I kind of had the same idea for the next four picks. Um, so I feel like you could have went with either of the next four guys in these picks. But I went with uh, Jason Chadwick here. Lefty, give the Cobras some extra pop. Um as mentioned before, you know, Brendan, not not really too proven at the plate yet, and that's not because of, uh, that's really only, I mean, he's he hasn't had that many opportunities, but was really just looking to add a consistent bat here that can put some, put some balls over the fence. So, Jay Chatty. Yep, I had the same logic for the Gators here in the third round. They already have two solid arms, RJ Walgate and Jacob Pishka with the first two picks for the Gators. So I was looking for a guy who I could trust on the, at the plate and even defensively. 
And I picked Zach Whalen here at number 22 overall. I think actually in terms of a Woba. hitter, he kind of, yeah, great Woba guy. And I think it's a pretty good pick this late in the draft. He's been fantastic getting on base. I wish he had a little more power in the bat, but I think maybe you tuck him in and lead off mm-hmm. and then put Pishka right behind him. Could be a pretty good, like, Robles to Coughlin type situation happening there. Agreed. So, I like this pick for the Gators. That was good value. Mm-hmm. He was he was uh, the only reason I took Jason over him is just because he's got a little bit more home run potential, yeah. which which it's, I think matters. does matter for sure. You know, late in the year for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, moving to the Predators now with Kyle and Jonah already drafted. We're going with the theme again of what Kyle's just said. Who does he want to? Who does he want to play with? Um, he said he's always wanted to play with Alec Warda. Why not bring Alec Warda back to the Predators here? I thought this pick was great value. Added another bat. We already got two guys that can pitch on the mound. Ultimate vibes guy. Uh, this team, I think, is just going to have a lot of fun. Um, this was one of my favorite teams that, like I said, that. I drafted here in this mock draft. So I thought the pick made sense. Again, I was just looking for kind of best bat, best addition to the team. Um, and I think picking up Alec in the late third round is pretty good. And I think those are the two guys that Kyle, I think, has wanted to play with also. Funny enough. Yeah, those are the I two guys. I wasn't sure you did that on purpose until Well, now. they were there. It sounds like you kind of did. They were there and they made sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't think you disagree with either of those picks, right? No. So I, I they were there on the board, and it made sense once I drafted Kyle. So I was like, might as well just run with this. Yeah, I tried to be cognizant of the fact, like, I'm, I was looking at players, and I'm like, oh, I probably don't need to take him now because I could probably get him with another team two picks later. I was like, no. Yeah. I'm the GM for this team. I need the best possible guy right here, right now. Yep. I'm not letting him slide to anybody else. So I was also cognizant of that as well. Yep. All right. To finish off the third round, it's the Eagles here. And once again, a tough turn, two picks. Pretty much going to establish the core for for the Eagles. And I think at this point, ladies and gentlemen, is when I texted Jax and I quote, this Eagles team's going to stink. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my exact words. And half joking, of course, but dude, this last position is just so tough. But in all honesty, who I got here, I think, is a bit of a shock that he slid this far. And it's not a slight to him at all. Um, I guess it kind of ended up being funny because I think me and this person have a history of jabbing each other. Might know who it is. Uh, I took Drew Davis here to, to finish off the third round. So Drew went all the way down to number 24 overall, but he's a pretty good bat, Jack. Uh, bit of a wild card. But great value. It's a pretty good value it's pick. It's great this value. Let's be honest. I know. Picking up Drew, uh, say what you want about Drew. He's got a really consistent bat. He does. And a ton of enthusiasm. So this is great value here. Yeah, I'm saying they're going to stink, but I mean, really, potential-wise, they're not that bad, this Eagles team. But... Let's pop it up. Three rounds in. Here we go, folks. We have the Wildcats. Ryan Cratch, Daniel Schultz, Trevor Bonham. The Mallards, Dallas Allen, Landon Urgaitis, Preston Colm. The Magic, Norp, Sailor, Cheatham. The D-backs, Robles, Coughlin, Bean, Cobras, Miller, Baranowski, Chadwick. The Gators, Walgate, Pishka, and Whalen. The Preds, Schultz, Heath, and Warda. And the Eagles, Flood, Jorgie, Drew Davis. Jack. Best team right now, in your opinion. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Uh, I've got to go with the Cats. I think okay. they're the best team right now still. Okay. I don't hate that. What about, what about you? I mean, it's the Ryan factor, right? It's the MVP. Yeah. I mean, he's just, yeah, tier. He's in a new other tier. He is. I probably would agree. I really think the bottom pick was amazing there in the third round. I don't know what I was thinking. It was value. Last weekend. but Value. Great pick. 
Buy low. All right, fourth round, Eagles. Again, crucial pick because the next pick the Eagles have is Mr. Irrelevant. And again, I don't think I did terrible here, but I don't know if I love this roster. I took Brennan Russell to start the fourth round, making their roster Flood, Jorgie, Drew, and Brennan. So that's the four for the Eagles right now. Brennan, powerful bat, pretty solid out in left field, but nothing crazy. You know, he's been consistently mediocre, but in a good way over the years. Mm-hmm. Solid pick. That, again, that what a locker room, too, the Eagles right there that we got. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be very <laughs> not interesting. sure I did the best job there putting, <laughs> putting familiar no, I'm faces not saying, together. It's, just, it's, it's fun. I, 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 I wish we could do this in real life just to see what would happen. But yeah. Um, 26 overall here, fourth round, going back to the Predators with joining Kyle, Jonah, and Alec Warda will be Caden Irwin. Uh, Looking back on this, I think I probably should have went with a player a bit younger. This team, (laughs) age-wise, is pretty old. Um, And one guy dropping out here for life reasons could be a significant blow. I think the logic was, you know, Kyle's arm is not going to last forever. And Caden's definitely been on a upward trend, I would say, with his arm. Um, not an ace by any means, but I think between Kyle, Jonah, and Caden, they would be a bullpen that could get the job done. Um, and he's, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a decent bat, consistent bat. So, um, this was one pick I think maybe didn't make a ton of sense for the Predators on the sole basis of age. I probably should have went with someone younger. Probably should have went with the person that you pick next. Yeah, I was pretty satisfied here with the 27th overall pick, and that is Jackson Pearson. He will be joining Walgate, Pishka, and Whalen on the Gators. That's a pretty solid four right there. I think yep. Jackson has potential to be a great number two arm. Not that they even need it. I think they have two pretty good pitchers already. I think him and Pishka could kind of share that role or figure it out over the over the years who's really the standout number two. Jackson can do it at the plate. He struggled this year at times and he has he's been streaky, you know, he's been streaky, but he has that home run factor, a lot of potential in that swing. So I, I love this pick here in the fourth round. I thought this was a great value, just getting a young, dedicated whiffler that can do it on the mound at the plate. Um, you know, he he's a committed, committed athlete for mm-hmm. sure. So I think after I kind of blundered there with the Caden pick, not not a shot at Caden, but I think I just should have went someone younger. Um, I looked at who I had on the Cobras at this point with Grant Miller, Brendan Baranowski, and Jason Chadwick and said, I have to take someone that is young. Um, so I went with Blade Walker. Another another option for the Cobras on the, on the, uh, on the mound. Um, he can do it at the plate too, but this was really... This was really an age pick of we we need someone to to carry the torch and this this team's building up age wise so balance it out. Yeah, I uh, I love that pick and to be honest, when I saw you make that selection, uh, I was kind of beating myself up that I didn't take Blade myself for one of my squads I'm building here. And in all honesty, looking at the board as I did when you made that pick, I thought that potentially Blade could have been nicely plugged into the D backs roster where I mm-hmm. selected Sawyer Bean. Mm-hmm. I think Blade's a very good number two arm. In his limited time, he's been very, very good. Yeah. And seems a little bit more level-headed than Sawyer. And Sawyer's also just a big movement guy. I need Sawyer to... On that D-backs team, I need Sawyer to find a consistent, more consistent arsenal that's not so wicked. Yeah. You know? And Blade kind of has that. He has that firm drop ball that a lot of these young guys have that's not as drastic as Sawyer's big curve, but it's just firm. You know? Yep. Kind of cuts into the zone. So Building with, off with, that... Yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. I, I was just going to add... Looking at this now, I was going with the just strike thrower, not a lot of movement, but consistent bullpen here with the Cobras with yeah. Grant Barron and uh and Blade. And Chadwick can pitch too. He can. But but Blade is pretty wicked. And yeah. with given that the D backs already have Robles and myself, you don't maybe need the best bat there in the third round. You already have two pretty solid ones. Yeah. Two really solid ones. So Blade may have been a good pick there all the way up in the third round. But I think I, I made a good pick here for the D-backs in the fourth round. Yeah. Scooping A.J. Ackerman here at the 29th overall pick, who has shown that he can be elite in the big games, in the big spots. And you got Robles and Sawyer, who are pretty wild out there. 
You got myself, who's a quiet guy, and AJ, who's a quieter guy by a significant oh, yeah. margin. And I think he's a stud. So I really like that one, two, three offensively of myself, Robles, and AJ. I think that's pretty deadly, and I might be the best three bats paired together right now. Yeah, this really rounded out the Diamondbacks. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. This was uh, this was sniper no sniping. Um, I was pretty <laughs> I was pretty pissed honestly after this pick. I, I was really hoping that AJ was going to fall to the Magic, and you were going to have a a batting lineup of Norp, Sailor, Cheatham, and Ackerman. Scary. Uh, I was really hoping for that, but if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So I didn't get my man AJ. Um, instead of going. With some more pop, I went with who gets on base? Who's going to get on base for this Magic team consistently? Not always looking for the home run ball. And additionally, you know, when they do get walked, who's just gentlemanly and is going to set the bat down nicely, you know, for the next guy <laughs> coming up? And that's my man, Sean Flynn. I think Sean Flynn's going to gonna fit into this, <laughs> into this dugout well. Um, this is just a... This is a that's funny a, group. That's man. a vibe track. It's right a there. funny group. The Magic are are riding strictly on vibes. And <laughs> oh, no, they got talent too, though. They got talent. They got talent, but like the vibes, I think, are what's gonna pull them through. Um, so this was a vibes pick. I felt like this was right for Sean to end up on the Magic. Um Hey, we heard Sean, Sean the we heard Sean the statistician say that Sean Flynn was one of the more underrated players in MLW. So for him to go in right. the fourth round. That's what I'm saying. I I, I felt good about this pick. I felt I think good. you should feel good about that pick. Yep. Yep. This next pick, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fourth round selection for the Midwest Mallards, who already have Dallas Allen, Landon Urgaitis, and Preston Colm. I'm looking at that lineup and I'm seeing two very solid arms. I'm seeing Two proven bats, one bat with a lot of potential. Looking for that four spot in the lineup, or the fourth bat in the lineup, I should say. Nice voice crack. And, you know, Jack, numbers do mean something. And this guy had pretty good numbers. That's mm -hmm. Casey Bennett. Yep. Bennett has not had that many opportunities consistently, similar to Pishka. But Bennett has put the ball in play, and he's hit home runs. He's done that. Look at, yep. his, look at his OPS. Look at his numbers last year. I think numbers-wise, he went later in this draft maybe than he should have. To be quite frank, yeah, numbers wise only. Now I know maybe a small sample size isn't always a good thing, and maybe if he played more, it wouldn't be necessarily better. But I don't hate those four bats in my lineup. I really don't. Yeah, we give we give Casey some flack, but I think yeah, this we was already a joked about pick. that last week. Um, I think this was a good pick. I think it made sense for the Mallards sticking to the team with with just some younger players. Again, this is another dugout I see just having a ton of fun. Oh, just, so just almost too much blast. fun. Yeah, almost it, too it much might fun. be like. We got to keep them focused a little yeah, bit. I, don't I think know. Dallas will they bring did, them back. They needed the older counterpart, but I'm not sure Casey was the right older counterpart. No, he was there. not. He was <laughs> not. He, he, seriousness he, and maturity. No, he was not. Um, but good pick. Good pick for Thanks. the Mallards, I think. Helping rounding out that top four. So, all right. Rounding out round four here. Looking at the Wildcats, who, as we said, or as I said, um, at the end of round three, I felt was the best team. Um, looking at the team, I got Ryan Cratch, enough said. I got Daniel Schultz, solid bat. I got Trevor Bonham, best number two arm in the league. And a what good on-base guy. And a good on-base guy. Um, he's going to turn the lineup around. What can we add to this team uh, to improve it? Not a whole lot. Um. <laughs> Maybe just a wild card bat. Maybe just someone who will hit a home run here or there, uh, crack some jokes, and just fit into the locker room. Um, so I drafted myself here at, to finish out the fourth round, rounding out the Wildcats' uh, first four picks. Also, selfishly, would want to win as many championships. I was going to say, now that I'm looking at the with schedule, you put yourself on the best team here. I think yeah, what you did. That was part of it. That was part of it <laughs> for sure. Hey, um, don't but hate the player, hate the game. I'm I'm good friends with Ryan. I love Daniel, and I've obviously played a while with Trevor, and I've gotten to know Trevor a lot, and consider him a great friend of mine. So I think Kemi wise, this team is unreal. Talent wise, pretty hard to argue. Yep. Um, outside of maybe that fourth pick, but just inserting me in there for, you know. I don't hate it. I don't straight hate vibes. It. 
So we are four rounds deep, folks. The cores of this team of these teams have been built. And for you audio people, real quick, here we go. Katz, Cratched, D. Schultz, Bonham, Agner, Mallards, Allen, Urgitis, Colm, Casey Bennett, Magic, Norp, Sailor, Cheatham, Flynn, D-backs, Robles, TC3, Bean, AJ, Cobras, Miller, Barron, Chadwick, Blade Walker, Gators, Walgate, Pishka, Whalen, Pearson, Predators, K. Schultz, Heath, Warda, Caden Irwin, and Eagles, Trey Flood, Georgie, Drew, and Brennan Russell. Those are your squads, all quite interesting. Let's round off this last round, Jack. Sorry, poor choice of words there. But yep. let's do it, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, honestly, this was like, this last round was kind of, it was a lot of wild card boys, in my opinion. Just uh, guys that... But these are important picks, Jack. That get that Well, I'll, <laughs> they could make a difference. Yeah. They could make the difference, um, but it's tough to really know what that difference could be. Um, I thought that best value here on this, at this point in the draft on the board was Liam Jackson. Um, so I'm reuniting with my boy LJ, bringing him back to the squad on the Wildcats. I mean, this team is just destined for greatness. I I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Jack for the Mallards. I selected Matt Carlington to join Allen, your Coleman Bennett. I think Matt at number 34 overall is actually pretty good. I'm probably biased because I know what he can do. I've seen it in practice. I've seen it in Philly. Yep. I think he can he can pitch in a pinch, and he's got a pretty darn good bat. Mm-hmm. And I think that, to be honest, Jack, I looking at the Mallards as the Mallards manager, I knew I had the next pick again after you, and I thought Matt would slide. I was happy to see him slide down there because I think he's a good value here in the fifth round. It's good value. So, yeah, I'm happy with that. Agreed. Next pick going with Andy Duran. Haven't seen a ton of Andy in past years. He's been busy uh, with his football career, but we've we've seen what Andy can do, um, and we've seen his enthusiasm. I just want guys that are excited to be there for the Magic at this point. Um, so I think that he rounds out this team pretty well. Um, him and Sean obviously have played for years together, so um, that that chemi comes with it as well, but. Andy Durant. All right. Rounding out the D-backs. Another pretty darn good bat here this late, especially when we saw a flash of greatness in the second half of last season. I took Rudy Ramirez at number 36 overall for the D-backs, and I have put together what I think is the best offensive squad in the draft. I do have some major concerns on the mound. I really do. Mm-hmm. But offensively, this team is going to be tough one through four. I'll tell you that. I like it. Uh, next pick with the Cobras. Uh, we, our last pick was Blade Walker. Um, so I went with Brendan Zerlag here. Um, this was kind of why I was saying like wildcard boys. It's like, we've seen Brendan be great. And then we've seen Brendan be, you know, a little bit under the, the league average for, in terms of hitting. Um, he's saying that he's working on his arsenal. Who knows what he can do on the mound? We, we literally don't know, mm-hmm. but he could possibly. Uh, as a left-handed player. So this was like, maybe it's a huge difference for the Cobras or maybe not. Yeah. I think now is a good time to point out the fact that the trade, the infamous trade that got popular on this podcast was between Sawyer Bean and Brendan Zerlag. And Bean went 20th overall in this draft. Zerlag went 37th. Not saying that really matters much, but just putting that out there. Just fact. Just fact. In our mock draft. In our mock draft. Re- Mock redraft. Mock redraft. Mock redraft. One. Time for, the, <laughs> time for the Gators. We're doing fifth. this next week again. Yeah, run it back. <laughs> time for the Gators to make their last selection of this draft. At number 38 overall, I selected Ty Smith out of uh, the west side of Michigan. I think he has a lot of potential, actually. He didn't show up a whole lot, which really has devalued him as a player. But when he did show up, he hit a home run, or maybe even two home runs, at some point this last season. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty solid, to be honest. If he played more, I bet he'd be pretty darn good. So... As a plug-in guy, substitute type guy, I think I'm happy with Ty. Great pick. Mm -hmm. Great pick. Um, Rounding out the Predators here, another team, like I said, um, I think would just be a lot lot of fun to watch play. Adding to that fun, King Curdy. King Curdy. Kid's got wheels. Kid's got absolute jets. Um, Watch out for him on the base paths. I think he would mesh with this team well, as well as provide them another serviceable option uh, at the plate. 
Yeah. Not on the mound, but at the plate. I like it. I like it. So that leaves one spot left for a collection of guys who could be Mr. Irrelevant. And that pool of guys we're looking at here for this last pick pretty much is Carson Urgaitis, Chris Baranowski, Gus, James Swanson, Reese Harris, Steve McGlade, and Brendan Davenport. So that's kind of what I had to choose from here. And once again, maybe this is managerial bias, but I selected Brendan Davenport here as Mr. Irrelevant. Shout out to BDZ. Uh, Davenport can hit the ball hard, very hard. He likes to hit a lot of home runs off me in practice, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, Pitching-wise, he hasn't been excellent, but he definitely can get out there and give you some innings You know, in an emergency mm-hmm. situation. I think he's a great roster guy, great locker room guy, great guy to have on the team. I love having him behind the plate during the game and in my ear about what he's seeing from pitching, which is sort of an underrated and unseen part of the Mallards' schemes during the games. Mm-hmm. So him and Matt were huge in that. So I, I am, I'm confident in that pick. I think it's a pretty solid pick there to round out a very, very interesting Eagles team. <laughs> very interesting. All very right. interesting. Get it all on screen right now. That concludes your roughly 50-minute mock redraft. And here you go again for the audio listeners. Katz, Cratched, Daniel Schultz, Bonham, Agner, Jackson, Mallards, Allen, Yurgaitis, Colm, Bennett, Carlington, Magic, Norp, Sailor, Cheatham, Flynn, Durand, D-backs, Robles, TC3, Bean, Ackerman, Ramirez, Cobras, Miller, Baranowski, Chadwick, Walker, Zerlag, Gators, Walgate, Pishka, Whalen, Pearson, Ty Smith, Predators, K. Schultz, Heath, Warda, Irwin, Curdy, and Eagles, Flynn, Georgie, Davis, Russell, Davenport. Yikes. All right. That's your draft, folks. And I'm saying, I'm, I'm joking around, guys. I am joking, but I knew it. Just being in the eighth spot, I knew the Eagles were doomed. So if you want me to give my opinions on who I think slid too far, who was taken too early, and all that kind of stuff, this episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um, I do agree that Trey Flood is a bold pick by myself for the Eagles at number eight, but mm-hmm. I really don't regret it. I think it's bold, but I don't regret it. I think if I had to go a different direction, I probably would have went with like Baranowski for the ace aspect. But I think Flood might have a higher ceiling just with being he's a two-way guy. Yeah. So that was a tough pick I had to make um, and one that sticks out. I also think Preston Colm at number 18 sticks out as well for the Mallards. Um, but again, I have a lot of confidence in him as a pitcher. I'm more so betting on him at the plate. Mm-hmm. I think AJ was a steal in the fourth round, given what we saw from him in the playoffs. Dynamite. So I love that for the D-backs team. I even think Rudy was a pretty good pick offensively there in the fifth round. And other than that, uh, Jack, I actually like where you went in the draft. I thought the cat, like you are, not, I'm not saying you're like the best bat. You know, your swing at times doesn't look great, but you definitely have hit home runs in big time games. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually think that's a pretty good steal for the cats. And, if I did give a nod to one team right now or to point out a few, I'll just say right away, I do think the Eagles is the most interesting and would have the most obstacles to overcome. Maybe the Gators, which are both my teams, but oh well. If I had to point out one of your teams, Jack, that I think could be in trouble, I would probably go with the... I'd probably go Cobras, mostly because of the offense. I don't think they have a lot of help besides Grant. Yeah. Um, but good teams, tough. real quick, it's good tough. teams. I love the D-backs offense. Not just because I'm there, but I think non-biased. I think the D-backs offense is incredible. All around, I got to just say Cats because the Cratch-Bottom duo on the mound is elite. And Cratch is a great hitter. You're a home run hitter. Daniel Schultz is a home run hitter. You got Bottom getting on base. I think I think the Cats is probably the best team here all around. Yeah. I think having that number one pick is just... Yeah, I mean, it, 
But who knows? I'm, but curi- I'm I will curious say, to see what the fans say. I, I want to hear your opinion too. But. I will say, I guess, to give myself a pat on the back, you know, we were talking about the turns with the snake draft and how we really had to think about those ones. Mm-hmm. And I thought a lot about going from the second, this, the, the end of the second round to the first or the third round, like who I was going to pick. And looking back on it, I think I I did a good job with the Daniel that. Bottom turn. I, I think that I'm happy with That's, that. I respect that. Yeah. I when I did it, I was a little bit unsure, but I I I think I nailed that. I think my pick that I nailed was probably Waylon. I like that. I'd say Waylon or AJ yeah. were two good picks by myself. They, the you know, the reason I would say you nailed those was because uh you you kind of sniped me with those. Yeah. And when I picked Chadwick and then you picked Waylon, it just confirmed that I was like, oh. I, mm-hmm. I, that was that was the right spot to take him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, not that I think Chadwick was a bad pick, but it was kind of just like flip a coin there, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Again, it's definitely. I think. I think. Sorry. I think. <laughs> I don't know how Drew really slid that far. I feel like people are going to just keep giving Drew crap, but I, not I that he deserves it. I have to take a look it. at Drew's numbers, but was he really that good offensively this year, Jack? I don't know about this year, but he's been the best hitter on the Cobras every year i mean yeah i mean again i didn't intend to that for that to happen just kind of did and then i texted you like i can't believe drew hasn't been picked yet like maybe two picks prior and then i got him yeah but yeah i don't know i guess just with the cobras i think maybe what was in our heads too was sort of drew's decision making maybe i think that may have it might have impacted it subconsciously but because that team i don't know do do the eagles have a real leader right now that roster is flood georgie drew russell davenport I'm looking at a guy like Flood, young guy to take charge, him and Georgie, really. Who who would be the managers on all these teams? Ooh. Should we run through that? How about really I pick quick? for your teams, you pick for mine? All right, let's oh, see. That. Or should we pick for our own teams? What makes more sense? Um let's pick for our own teams. All right, we'll you pick drafted for our own it. Teams. You drafted it. All right, we'll pick for let's our own. Let's go reverse teams. order. Eagles. Okay. I'm gonna give it to Trey. I trust Trey. He's a mature okay. kid. Okay. Uh I'd probably just go Kyle here. Yeah, easy answer. Gators. I would go with, I'll go Pishka. He's a pretty quiet kid. He is, but he's well-spoken. He is well-spoken. I'd like to hear those those fire-up speeches before <laughs> a series. Uh, I'd probably go for the Cobras with Grant. He's got great leadership. I don't know if he'll, you know, eventually he'll have to probably pass that torch to maybe Blade if he matures a little bit. Blade's got a long way to go, but that that one that Cobra. Now that you, I don't know. Now that you put my put that in my head, I think that Cobra's team does have some stuff to worry about. But I think they'll be all right. We'll never know. It's we'll a mock, never, we'll it's never a know. Redraft. It's a we'll redraft. never know. D backs. Uh, I'll make myself the manager. I honestly don't love that, but I'll make myself the manager. Uh, Magic, probably Sean Flynn. Mallards, I would say it's Dallas. That's, well, actually, it's, it's Matt. Matt Matt is the manager. I'm sorry. Matt. Matt's the manager, 100%. Nice. Um, Wildcats, it's tough because we have three. Well, we have one co-manager. Um, who He doesn't do like the day-to-day. <laughs> it's more the big picture stuff. And then Dan and myself, who are both managers. Um, I think this this team would just be like a full full-blown democracy like there'd okay. be no manager no manager. i, I would have picked yourself to be honest i'd have picked you really mm-hmm. probably you were dead right, fine me then <laughs> okay <laughs> wasn't too hard to convince you huh no but again i know this is a podcast so a lot of you guys do listen uh via headphones without any visual aid and i didn't want to make this too much of a visual podcast but i do think it would help if you guys could all look at the teams and see it all right out in front of you so we will post it on instagram eventually that's at pipe it up mlw as well if you want to see it right now, head on over to YouTube. It'll be out. This should be out 4 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday, the 27th. So check it out at near the end of the video. You can check out the whole graphic of all the teams, all 40 guys selected, and figure out who you thought was best. That's what we want to know. That'll be the question on Spotify. That's what we want, that's what we want to see in the YouTube comments, Instagram comments. Is who do you think has the best roster here? If you want to give your worst, that's also fine. I don't think anyone will take too much offense to it. It'd be a little bit funny, but. I enjoyed this, Jack. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. What's our next crazy activity going to be? Who knows? Send some in. If you guys like this, you know, uh, keep suggesting stuff. I mean, this was just something that kind of came out of an idea that 
you guys had sent us and suggested. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we're open to whatever you guys want to hear. So just let it fly, you know, let us know. Mm-hmm. I agree. With that, the mock redraft has concluded. I hope you all enjoyed it. Like I said, we had a great time doing it, and we look forward to our next wild idea, hopefully from all you guys. Next week, probably back to something a little bit more regular. Yeah. Something that's a little bit easier to listen to without a visual aid. Probably. Probably a special guest of some kind. So look out look out for that next week. But besides that, Jack, I don't got a fun fact today. It's been a weird episode. But that's okay. That's a wrap, guys. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all next Tuesday. Oh, 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 oh,